Join David and Ross as they become discombobulated in Dorset. From pixies to poltergeists, witches to woodrows, hear them explore the legends, folklore, and outright weirdness of their own county. This it's is Dark Dorset, a podcast of weird horses. Hello, I'm Ross in Dorchester. <laughs> I'm David Aware. And um this is Dark Dorset. Um no it isn't. And this yes, is Dark it is. it's Dark Darset, not Dark Dorset, <laughs> even though you know the intro does sound a bit like Dorset. Um Dark Darset and um this episode we are gonna be talking about the haunted pubs of Pool. Um right, have you got any beer there, David? I do. What beer have you got? I have a Guinness. Because oh. it was the only thing I had in the fridge, and it's cold. So it's local and to it's your local to your um fridge. Local to my very local to my fridge, and there's even some spares in the cupboard next to the fridge. Oh, nice! And uh, I haven't had a Guinness since I heated some up and made a pot noodle with it, and I think this is going to taste a good deal better than that. Was it nice? It wasn't bad. It was better than the one we made with Doombar, and right. much better than the pot noodle we made with uh, Thatcher's cider. So why were you why were you making <laughs> pot noodles out of booze? <laughs> Because we were camping and we were messing about. But, and, but the uh, thing is, I yeah. have I've I've done a similar thing. Um, I remember when I was a student, I got invited to go out with some. Just it was like um, foundation uh, art degree foundation. So it's the one you you do before you go off to proper university. And um, after being at school all through um, my life with the same people, the same horrible, gross people, you got that one year where you go and you can. You suddenly there's like one other person from your school there, and you can completely reinvent yeah. yourself, and you make all these cool new friends and stuff. Like, and um, I got invited to go um, for the go out to the like the indie night at the um, at the local sort of indie um, indie rock place, and I got invited to stay over this disgusting student house. But it was I felt it was so cool. But anyway, <laughs> we all got really. Uh, I think on, I got I turned up drunk, got even drunker, and threw up on their from their front step. Um, and then we all went out, came back, and then it was early hours in the morning. And I said to everyone, "Should we go and get a takeaway?" And um, I said, "I go get a curry. We got to get a curry." And everyone said, "There won't be anywhere place anywhere open where you can get a curry." But I was like convinced, classic like, grass. Yeah. So I, I got a whip round, got everyone to give me some money, and I went <laughs> off. And I just wandered around like early hours in the morning in Boscombe or wherever it was, trying to find a place which was open. I couldn't. All I could find was a uh, all night garage. So I bought a load of um, pot noodles. And I uh, made them all with boiling water and beer in a washing-up bowl, <laughs> and then tried to um, try to feed this to everyone who was asleep by the time I got back. And they was all um, just angry with me because I spent the money they they gave me on pot I noodles. Um, and then I was sick again, and then I never got invited out to the to any of those people <laughs> ever. ever again till this day. Yeah, so that was the that was the end of that. That's nice. That that friend, that version of friendship with all those cool people who I just threw up over the house and. Made you, um, a beer pot noodle in a washing up bowl. You look like a Guinness as well today with your black t-shirt and your white beard. Yeah, that's, that's really good for a uh, an audio format. That's right. Look, I'll hold my Guinness up next to you. There we go. Um, Virtually. Well, I, I have, a, I have got a um, local beer. Um, oh, God. I can never... Why can't people just use normal fonts on things? Maybe it'll say on the back. This is called Blow Me Over. It's a well-hopped, smooth IPA brewed on the west coast of Dorset um, at Wind 
Windward Brewery um, in Bridport. Mm. Have heard of that one? It's very local. No, I haven't. What's it like? Let's have a look. Smells like beer. I thought you were going to blow across the top of the bottle and make whistling noises. That's <laughs> not doing it. That's a... It's just whistling. Um, it's nice. It doesn't taste like beer. It is a four point. This is a four point eight percent episode. Uh, nice. Okay. If it's your first episode, we don't just talk about beer. That it's just I normally forget no. to talk about the beer we're drinking and it, until it's... we've had the beer. Yeah, until we've had the beer. Right. Mm. Has it got an umbrella on the label? Yeah, because it's been blown away. Of course. Blew me over. How bizarre. Right, Nothing, David. Nothing why sells beer like a photo of an illustration of an umbrella? Well, maybe it's it's going to make me fart. <laughs> Beer That'd is so be expensive, beer. isn't it? Three pounds seventy-five. That cost me that one bottle. Um, <laughs> All right, old man. Mm. <laughs> well, I'm. Um, was that you farting then? No. No. Okay. Right, I'll keep that in anyway. I can add a fart. <laughs> <in>. <laughs> yeah, I bet you will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, it's David. Why were we in Paul? What were we? Why were we? Why were we visiting the um, the haunted pubs of Paul? We were visiting Paul because we were. Um, combining our love of folklore and unbelievable ghost stories with something else that we do occasionally, which is a sketch crawl. Uh, And a sketch crawl is us and a few friends going from pub to pub, um, like a pub crawl, but we take our sketchbooks along. So we doodle things, draw things, scribble things as we go. we often go to a pub first and we'll we'll draw the interior of the pub or we'll sit around a table and we'll draw each other uh, and then we'll move on to the next pub, the next pub. We do a few outdoor uh, sketches in between pubs sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and wherever we've done them in, Poole and Bournemouth and... Winchester. Dorchester and yeah. the Winchester. And we did one on a train once, didn't we, from, from Bournemouth to Dorchester, stopping at every station and legging it to the nearest pub. Yeah, even if they were the open or not, we want we were stuck at one place <laughs> where there was no there was yeah no way open planning. Um, and we've done yeah. Corf Castle. That was a good one. Corf, Corf Castle was excellent. So, how many years we've we been doing it, and why did we start? Oh, we started because it sounded like a laugh, uh, I think. And the first one we did was in Wareham, and that was in 2017. Yeah, and there was I think that was you, me, Kaz, and Sean. I remember Sean falling over in the mud. Yeah. And I think um, Amy and James joined us as well. Yeah. Yeah, we did some brass rubbing. Um, did we? Yeah, that was cool. Oh, oh we also did one in uh, in Dorchester when Dippy the Dinosaur was in the museum, didn't we? That was, yes. That was a really good one. And it, and it snowed. It snowed. And we, also, we almost got kicked out of the museum for being too rowdy yeah. and dropping paints from the balcony. Accidentally, yeah, I got really um, ill then as well. I seem to remember I got really ill like the day after, um, not from drinking, from I think it's just like an oncoming, oncoming cold. But yeah, we've yeah. done a lot of them. Yeah, we do. And admittedly, we did one on my birthday, didn't we? Last year, yes. that's the last one we did. That was excellent. But admittedly, after maybe just two or three pints and two or three pubs, it ends in drawing um, obscene things <laughs> everywhere, yeah. um, rude things, and. Um, and we like to play games where we pass the sketchbooks around and yeah. we draw different bits of people and, and make up. I, I should point out the phalluses we draw aren't from life. 
they are um, <laughs> no. they, they are uh, comedic fallacies. Um, Apart from when we tried to draw a duck's phallus, that was from a photo. Yes, and they're incredibly uh, long. You wouldn't believe how long a, a duck's penis is, which is why we were googling it. I yes, and, and then and, drawing, trying to draw sexy ducks. Yeah, and also how long owls' legs are. That was another, that was another <laughs> realization. Um, so mm. if, if um, so that's yes, that's what a sketch crawl is. Come along to the next one yes. if you're listening and you fancy it. It's 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 good fun. You don't. The idea is that you don't need to draw at all. There are people that um, haven't drawn since they were at school. It's just about a having lot of, fun, messing about. People do turn up with lined paper and blue biro to do drawings, which um, astounds me still. Yeah. Um, but it's all it's all for the fun of drawing. Um, uh, yeah, some people turn up with, with watercolours with no water, yeah. so they have to use beer instead. <laughs> it's nice just to try and concentrate on something for a while. Yeah. Um, having said that, my drawings of the last, the sketch crawling pool were horrific. It was. I think it was it more turned a, into more of a get together and a catch up and a yeah, it was a drink more of a drinking session, session wasn't it? Um, and it was a very hot day as well, and I was wearing sunglasses and outside a lot, and. My sunglasses aren't prescription, so I ended up with a massive migraine. Um, just again, old man moaning, not focusing on the podcast, <laughs> but it, it was still good. But do, we, we got to go around some um, pool pubs and find out. Um, yeah. Do you remember, Ross, the episode we did where we went to find the toll gates that yes. opened and I dismissed it and then I got knocked off my feet by a gate that opened on its own? Yes. Well, I think that same spirit was involved this time. Because when we tried to come and meet you on the train, even though yes. it's only three stops away, yes, yes, someone, something, had thrown a shopping trolley on the train line, and we were delayed by over two hours. Classic poltergeist activity. Definitely, yeah. didn't want me there. Would it, would it have been roughly near where that toll gate was? Nowhere near. No, okay. No. But you could, have, you could have said it was. <laughs> I could have said yes for the um, sake of the um, <laughs> the, the podcast. Um, I could have done, but yeah. I, yeah, we can go back and edit that. Yeah. So we, well, by the time I got to Paul, and I was a bit late, and I apologise, but everyone else is late anyway. Uh, the plan was to visit eight locations. Yes. Uh, that we'd chosen in advance because of their spooky goings. When we were visiting the locations, I did record why we were at each location as for as long as I could remember to do so. Um, it was a, still. I'm still not making any sense, but hopefully, no, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, I know yeah, what you mean. Yeah. We forgot towards the end of the day, and actually, even before that, I was a bit of a dick on camera. So I'm glad we won't use most of it. Well, now I know you're embarrassed um, to use it. I probably <laughs> will use it. But I have um, since then. I've asked um, Bard, which is the Google AI, to yeah. summarise the ghost stories from each place. Um, somehow, Bard has decided that a, a lot of the things happened. Um, a lot of the same things happened, and they've all got the same landlord with the same name. Who, who? Ah. Um, but so we can we can see what if what Bard is saying matches what you've got. You, you've got a book there, haven't you, about haunted pool? Is that... Shh, don't give the game away. Oh, sorry. Okay, I... got, you've got many many tomes, and but yeah, I think that it'd be interesting actually to see. Look, I reckon the ghost stories in the pubs in, of pool are very similar to ghost stories in pubs. All across the land. Yes. Like I was working out in the in the beer cellar and my tools moved or my hammer fell off. And, yeah. and I looked around and, no, and then I felt cold and the door wasn't open. That's, yeah, come on. So I was thinking about this, David. What What is it about pubs that make them particularly haunted locations? <laughs> is it A, <laughs> that there's a lot of, they got a long history and a lot of things happen there and 
um, you've got all the psychic energy of all the people who've been in there over the years, or B, people are drunk in these buildings <laughs> and they tend to lie when they're around other people. Yeah. yeah. What's, yeah. What is the most um, sort of uh, plausible explanation, would you say? I think it's a combination. I think it's, I think it's mostly the alcohol, getting people to imagine things or getting people to exaggerate things mm-hmm. and they get away with it because it's a pub and that's kind of expected to some degree. And also pubs have normally very long history. So you yeah. can, ex- you kind of expect it more. It's more believable, isn't it? Yeah, it was. It's one of those things, particularly when towards the end of there, there's one pub in particular, which when you're in there and the, the realization of how old this building is, you're in and how yeah. badly looked after they are um, considering the age of them. You know, just yeah. the way that, you know. Yeah, it's uh, more surprising that more people haven't died. And exactly. Yeah. This really. Right, should we start the Blue Boar, which is the Blue Boar is a, a pub. It's it's probably one of the closest ones to where I work. Um, it down, uh, it's sort of just on the yeah. outskirts of Old Pool. Yeah. Um, it's a, uh, it's kind of famous for having a, a downstairs, um, like, uh, cellar bar. Um where they used to play live music uh, back along. Now it's kind of like a, a jazzy uh, sort of charcuterie sort of place. Um, jazz, jazz and ham. Jazz and ham, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Love it. That's our next podcast. Free from salami. <laughs> Ross and David <laughs> eat some cured meat whilst listening to a, a classic jazz album. It could be, it could be a detective show on ITV. <laughs> Jazz on ham. You, you could be jazz, and I'll be ham. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Um, but it's it was one of the, f- the first pubs my dad ever took me to um, when I was young. Um, I think how young? Uh, uh, I would say, I would say nine, eight or nine, mm. something like that. There was What's one time drink? where my um, my mum went to stay with her parents for the weekend. And I, for some reason, decided I didn't want to go. And my dad looked after me. And that's quite, it was quite a rare um, occasion. And he decided to take me to a couple of pubs and went out for a curry, which was like, was like, whoa, I've never <laughs> done any of these things before. In fact, I'm very grown up. And, and um, it was, it it was very yeah, I had light cheese for the first time on that night yeah. as well. Um, um, yeah, but so, but that pub um, was apparently my dad's dad's. So my granddad, um, local, um, he died when I was probably two or three. So I I've got no memory of, of yeah. him. But he was um, he was a jeweller in Paul High Street. Um, so and, and was from Paul and got the yeah. family history there. And this this pub's just off the back of the high street. Yeah, it's, and and it's, it's just over the road from the Masonic Lodge. And apparently, my granddad was a mason, so that's why it was his oh, local. So he yeah. used to go to the pub. It's and... a nice, it's a nice pub. I we used to go there when I worked in Paul, and it's always quite comfortable. There's lots of um, uh, army memorabilia, navy, especially kind of boats and R and I memorabilia um, hanging from the ceilings, and the food's good and the beer's good, and it's just really lovely. Mm. But we were sitting outside. Yeah, it's such a lovely day. Yeah, but the the reason we were there in particular was the the secret tunnels of Paul, and this is something which, when I was an eight and nine year old boy, my dad told me about as well. That there was the legend is that there was a secret tunnel from that pub to Paul Key, which smugglers um, and pirates would have used to get contraband into a um, a hidden uh, cellar. Um, 
I've recently been in that pub uh, and it's, it's got a new landlord and I uh, I went in there because I was talking about putting a gig on in in in, in the in there. Yeah. Um, but I obviously asked her about ghosts and tunnels and all that kind of stuff <laughs> while I was there. She said that she hasn't found any tunnels yet, but there are. Uh, but it was one of the first things people told her about when she when yeah. they got the pub, and she said there are blocked up sort of like um, access points down in the basement. So she said it, it could be down there, but yeah. she doesn't know. Um, yeah. But she believes that she's felt a presence in the in the house, but she doesn't uh, in the oh. in the flats upstairs. Um, she said as soon as she moved in, she felt like there was someone there, but she said it didn't feel particularly uh, uh, yeah. malevolent or anything. Mm. So the guy that uh, first turned into a pub used to live there. That was his home, mm. and he had a pub on the quay, right? Uh, which was either called the Blue Boar or the Lord Nelson. I think it was called the Blue Boar, but it's where the Lord Nelson is, something like that. Anyway, but he he used to kind of look after tobacco and alcohol, etc. Mm. So he he may have looked after these at home in a secret tunnel or something, mm. and then he later converted his house into this pub, which became the Blue Boar. Um, and uh, there was some work done in the 80s where they did find a secret doorway. Okay. Uh, and they opened the door, and no one has ever spoken about what they found behind the door. Yeah. So it could be something really scary that no one wants to talk about, or it could be nothing at all left. So it. Bard, Google's AI, tells me tells us that there is a legend of some tunnels which lead to a secret chamber where treasure is hidden. <laughs> and the and the, tr- and the tunnel is haunted by ghosts of smugglers and pirates, um, and it's connected to other tunnels, which go as far as Bournemouth. This That's to me bollocks. sounds like a load of bollocks and, <laughs> and uh, AI getting mixed up with. Um, and it also says the tunnels are used by Nazis during World War Two. So take that with a massive pinch of salt, and also just to let you know, this is the future of of um, reality where. AI will just make up a load of shit and compile a load of other things well, together. Yeah, and well, I think that's how ghost stories work, anyway, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because, it, like you said, it, potentially, if there was another blue ball down on the down on the key, that sounds more realistic. Because it's quite a long way from the um, the key, isn't it, to have a tunnel? Yeah, it, it would be a, a quite a logistic feat to get. Because how, yeah. how far would you say? Half a mile? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't think it's not realistic. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so apparently in the past, uh, waitresses have seen uh, dark sh- shadows and shapes walk through walls. Uh-huh. And um, this isn't the first time that this will appear, but uh, you either get a, a smell of tobacco yeah, or a smell of lavender. Mm. Yeah, as, 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 as you get a kind of cold presence go past you. I wonder if the smell of tobacco is, has sort of gone away since the smoking ban. <laughs> yeah. And the smell of lavender is just coming out of the toilet air for us. Yeah. Oh, so... One of the last pubs you went into today, the, the very furthest one which plays live music and it just had lots of bikers in there. Yeah. Oh, the smell in that place! It was, it was disgusting. It was like something died in there. It was just like, <laughs> like bleach and and like disappointed testosterone. It was just horrible. Anyway. Ugh. <laughs> okay, so that was the um, that was the. Did you? I I didn't I didn't really have a drink there because I got there so late. But yes. what were you drawing with hair? Were you drawing the secret tunnel? I was drawing a, a man um, in a, with a motorbike helmet who was there. I was talking to, but I, didn't, I wasn't quite sure who he was. Oh, yeah. His name's James. Oh, James. Yeah, That's he's good course. fun. I'd only met up with him recently after not... I used to work with him 
uh, 10 years ago, maybe. Yeah, it was great for him to come along. Cool. So then we, um, David had turned up by this point, um, <laughs> and we made our way to the Angel. Is that correct? Yeah, so, yeah, the Angel is a... Um, so we used to drink here quite a lot when I worked in Paul. It used to be a kind of spin sawdust, and then uh, Ringwood took it over and made it rather lovely. We used to play darts in there, um, and all going up on the same person and, and take all this money every lunchtime, which was excellent. Uh, but there's a, um, a story here that a punter coming into the pub saw some kids at the window, waved to them. They waved back the kind of top floor window. And then uh, as he ordered his uh, dinner and his beer, he remarked to the landlord um, how lovely his kids were. And the landlord said, there aren't any kids in this building. I don't have kids. What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like he does protest too much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It could have just been a Fritzel suite, couldn't it? Upstairs or something. um, A a reverse Fritzel. Again, I don't think anyone ever else has ever seen it, and it's not not really that interesting. But uh, it's not it's a nice pub. So is, this is not the pub of the story where the children were killed. Is that another one? No, that's the next pub. So okay. let's go there. Yeah. So the- so, but, but, but I would always say before we do that is that the fact that there was two two pubs near each other with a similar story about children makes us feel like, like to me like maybe again stories have sort of leaked from one pub to the next. But yeah, yeah let's so, cross the road, David from. Uh, but I would recommend the pizzas in the Angel if you're looking for uh, something to eat in in um in Paul. They do nice pizzas there. This is Ross's food review. Yeah. <laughs> do they do they let you have extra things on there when you ask? Yeah, you always for extra. ask for extras, don't you? <laughs> you it's about, always about maximising your your jazz and ham. Jazz and ham, um, and an extra slice of sleeve, slice of sleeve, slice of cheese. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's uh, pub number three. Um, I think we had a couple of pints in the Angel, didn't we? And there yeah. was a kind of wedding party getting in our way. But, so we went over to the Crown Hotel. I've never had a drink in the Crown Hotel before. This is supposed to be the most ever. haunted pub in Paul, isn't it? It's the most haunted building in Paul, yeah. Mm. And it's um, it's a very old kind of coaching inn. Is this the one where I had like, weird furniture in it? It's like we were sitting in like a French, a French yeah, there palace there or something. There wasn't one big table for us all to get around. I think there was... There must have been nine or ten of us by this point. Yeah, it was all set up for like just two people per table, wasn't it? Yeah, so there were lots of um, random bits of furniture, uh, nice, but quite you know. Not it was very nice. Last away. It was um, quite it didn't feel very class. pubbish. It felt very um, like hotelish to me. Yeah, but um, yeah. recently done up. But what totally. the, tell us the legend there. I've also got in my um, mysterious Dorset book, which is given to yeah. our, by our listener Gareth. Thank it's you, Gareth. Out of focus. Uh, um, there's a, a good story about that in here as well, but you tell us oh, you tell us your story as well. So, the story that I've heard about, heard about, read about, is that the uh, landlord years ago um, had uh, a couple of children that were quite deformed in some way, not sure how, uh, and he was embarrassed of them, so he hid them in an upstairs bedroom and chained them in there so they couldn't escape, mm. uh, and they died. And so, to cover his tracks, he then buried them under one of the floors. Uh, and apparently for the next 400 years, people have heard screams and children playing and looked around and, and haven't seen any children. There's, the milkman has refused to leave milk in parts of the building um, and a piano has been heard repeatedly playing. Yeah, the same chord. And in the 60s, 1960s, um, uh, 
some ghostbuster from Australia came over yes. and, and was looking forward to um, debunking the myths. But then as he locked the door, he saw it unlock in front of his very eyes. Yes, that's Mr. Alan yeah. Brown. That's, ah. I've got him. He's in my book as well. Going back to the children thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't know whether Caroline knew of the children. So Caroline is your partner, we should say. Yeah, she was, she was on the sketch crew with us. And she went to the toilet in the crown and she heard kids playing outside the window. <laughs> and it goes into a courtyard. It's that bit we weren't allowed because there was a function on in there later. Right, yeah, they didn't yeah. want us. She heard kids playing. And when she came out of the toilet and looked through the window, there was no one outside that window. Oh, fantastic. Our first bit of... Um... <laughs> yeah. Uh... Yeah. Potential phenomena. Well, yes. So my, my stories in, in um, Mysterious Daughter are, are, are similar to yours, but apparently in the 1960s, 1965, 1966, when they were doing a lot of um, changes around Paul, I think that's when they uh, started developing um, what is now the Dolphin Centre, which was then the Arndale. Apparently that was causing, that caused some um, poltergeist activity in some of the shops where eau de cologne bottles are being thrown around and, and all that kind of stuff um but it also it, apparently it, it, it um excited the ghosts in the crown hotel as well um they said that again a lone note was played on the piano by an invisible hand and there was a sound of a body being dragged across the floor and a fluorescent a fluorescent mist came down the stairs oh yes the yes towards a group a fluorescent of, mist yeah Oh, yes, yes, yeah, they're fluorescent. <laughs> um, uh, and it drifted across the courtyard and out the hotel entrance. Uh, yeah, and like you said, a, a Mr. D. Brown of Australia stayed at the hotel and, and um, painted five crosses on the door and bolted it, and then it just opened on its own accord. Um, yeah. So it's quite, yeah, it's quite famous because of that incident. Yeah. Um, and it seemed to be famous because Caroline heard some kids outside the toilet window. But how how can you tell... The difference between just something, some generic thing being dragged across the ground and a body being dragged across the ground. I, I think that is open to. We need to do some forensic tests. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to play now some sounds to you people, um, <laughs> yeah. which I will record afterwards. One of them will be a body being dragged across the ground. One will just be a generic object. When they, yeah, when they do lots of ballistic tests, uh, they use um, pig bodies, don't they? Yeah. To stand in for human bodies because they take bullets and in the same way and decompose and. Uh, and there's a place, isn't there, state. where they leave bodies in different places, and then they record yeah. how they rot and stuff, so they can, like. I think that yeah, I think that's telling more. <laughs> they wrap up in plastic and 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 like carpets and all Cap-a-fies. that kind of stuff. Yeah, and then they see. What they look like after certain times, so and then they can like measure the time of death and stuff. Yeah, lovely. Um, yeah. So that was the the most haunted. That's good. Yeah, the... yeah, not been in that pub before. That was that was enjoyable. Um, I can't remember what I drew there, but all my drawings were terrible that day, so we won't bother with that. Yeah. So next, we went yeah. to the old harbour office. We did. We stood outside. We'd been to three pubs. Uh, we'd all used the toilets and heard the screaming kids. So it's time to go outside. Uh, oh, I've got a, the right screaming kids. Always a quick one, isn't it, when we do a sketch outside. Mm-hmm. So we went to the old harbour office that stands on the quay, um, which used to be a reading room full of maps and merchant-type documents. Mm. Um, 
And the mayor of Poole back in 1717, um, Benjamin Scutt, who was from a rich merchant family, he used to go there quite a lot. And he was the mayor of Poole three times, 1717, 1727, 1742. Mm. It's quite a gap there, isn't there? Yeah. Um, but apparently he, um, so he hung himself in that building. Yeah. Uh, and, and his ghost can be seen wearing full regalia and wig marching up and down. Again, why, why do ghosts have clothes? <laughs> uh, and why do they wear... Why They'd do they be a lot the, scarier if they were naked, wouldn't yeah, they? Yeah, but... And also they wear the clothes which, like like we saw... Which they're lot, famous for. Famous for, like Lawrence of Arabia dressing up in his Arabian outfit in his garden, which yeah. he probably never did. You know, it's just... Yeah. But like we, we said before... You know, if there is such a thing as it, maybe it's just your brain sort of like uh, interpreting whatever signals it's getting and putting yeah. it into a thing which you would recognise. But I suppose you'd have to know he was a mayor in order to put him in mer- 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 yeah. memorial and clues. Luckily, a few of us realise that there's a big uh, relief, like a... Um, it looks like a pub sign, but it's in relief and it's built into the wall mm. on the side of the building, quite high up, of Benjamin Scutt yes. in his wig and regalia. But his face is so weathered, it just looks like a, a lump of deformed plasticine. Yeah, it? it looks like that thing where someone touched up the picture of Christ. <laughs> like, like a monkey. I think it's also that building's also got a, a plaque, hasn't it, from uh, about Operation Overlord leaving from there? Because I think a lot of the, um, uh, yes. the, the boats go to think, D-Day yeah. left from there. I think it became the um, HM Coast Guard office for a time as well. Yeah. Well, it's been refitted at the time uh, now. Yeah. I saw a really cool yeah. thing today because it's the anniversary of D Day today, isn't it? Um, as we're recording this. Yes. Um, I saw a really cool thing where in France, on the. Because the graves in France for the. Um, I think it's the American soldiers are like white crosses or. Um, I think. Do they do stars for the Jewish soldiers? I can't remember. But they are just marble and it's carved into the marble. But what they do on the anniversary of D-Day is they take sand from the from the beach, uh, from where yeah. the beach was, and they uh, rub it into the um, grave so that the, the sand goes into their names and makes them so they can read it. And that's like a, a tradition nice. they do. And I thought that was uh, a nice, nice little touch that people still do. And, um, so the next pub, luckily, the building next to that harbour office is the King Charles. Yay! Not yay! Not named after our current King Charles but named after King Charles X of France, mm. who abdicated and arrived from France onto Paul Quay in 1821. I did so not they, know that. They renamed the pub, which was called the New Inn yeah. back then, and they called it the King Charles. Oh, and we've been here before on Sketch Grills, and it's really quite good. And there's a big upstairs room yeah. with the roof timbers you can see. And apparently some of the roof timbers... Um, is is made from the hull of an old boat, yeah. an old wooden boat that this, was pointed out to us. This is the one which I was saying when you're in there, the, the realization of how old some of these buildings yes. are. Um, and the following, or well, last week, so yeah, last well, you, week you did have your gig there. Didn't yeah, you? we did up. We had our. Uh, so I'm, I work at the RNLI, and it, I, I realized that a lot of the people in my team are musicians or have uh, been in bands. Or are in bands now, so I got them all to agree to sort of form a super group, and we did a uh-huh. charity gig uh, there to raise money for Port Lifeboat Station, and um, yeah, we performed up there, and it was just it was brilliant. Uh, it's really good, really good night. But the, just again, just the fact that you know I'm I'm pinning like bunting into wood, <laughs> which is probably you know four or five hundred years old, and yeah, and you're still allowed to do it. Whereas yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. When I've been uh, working at National Trust Properties, we there's a lot of paperwork just to to put something in front of a wall without even fixing it permanently. Yeah, and like when I'm just looking for somewhere to plug something in, I just like get up on a ladder and there's all these bare wires and <laughs> uh, like just rub, rubbish just like shoved into hot. It's just like the fact that this is such a fire hazard. Um, but and the ghost good. story is very good at the King Charles as well, isn't mm. it? Because it's it's Paul's own Romeo and Juliet story where the landlady fell in love with a, um, a mariner mm-hmm. uh, who went to sea uh, and they decided they were going to stay faithful to each other and keep the flame burning while he was away. But he didn't come back when expected. There was a, a big storm um, and he never came back. And she waited and waited and was so heartbroken she decided to kill herself. Mm. Uh, I think she hung herself and then... Uh, of course, he came in the door moments after mm-hmm. and saw that she'd killed herself, so he killed himself because he couldn't bear to live without her and what he'd done to her. Um, and again, apparently, people nowadays have reported feeling cold mm-hmm. and smelling either a lavender smell yeah, or lavender. when she's present or when he's present, apparently there's the aroma of the sea and a feeling of anger. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. the aroma of the sea, we're literally... Next to the sea, you can see the sea out the window. <laughs> yeah. And the feeling of anger is just the drunk people in the park. Yeah, man. that's just Paul High Street uh, <laughs> on a Friday night. Um, so, on uh, Bard told me that a group of friends were sitting in the inn bar when they heard the voice of a man and a woman talking. And the friends friend said the voices sounded sad and lonely. It could be oh. the fact they were a man and a woman in the pub. Yeah, talking. Talking. yeah. We, but we did talk to the um, the landlord there, didn't we? Because we, interesting, we'd met a couple in another pub who seemed to be on a pub crawl doing the same spots as us, right? And uh, th- their son was managing the pub, so we did talk to him about um, any presences his felt, and he dismissed them all. Yeah, well, but it was still it's a cool pub. You should go there, and, and it's I think a very cool pub. And up on the above the stage, up in the lot uh, in the upstairs room, they've got a, a table and chair. Um, set up for the couple. I don't know if you've noticed that. that oh, no. Yeah, so like a little homage to them. With, um, oh, that's cool. Like, um, you know, some t- flowers on the table and stuff. Did we accidentally sit in those? No, you can't get to it. It's it, you have to. Ah. It's it's up high. I'm up in the thing. Yeah, oh, I got up you. in the roof. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. It's also famous in sketch crawl circles because uh, when we did one there a few years ago, Mike fell asleep in that pub, didn't he? Yes. So, oh, yeah. that. so yeah. we reenacted that picture. <laughs> um, the one picture he had complete head of hair. <laughs> none at all complete chin of hair yeah cool. cool so the next one we went back out to the key front itself yeah uh, and it was very busy uh, and we stood around drawing something um, which was there's a story about a whipped woman yes um, who was probably publicly flogged at some point mm-hmm. and she can be seen there once a year when the weather's correct Um <laughs> Yep. And she can't be consoled, and she's wearing tatty old, ripped up uh, dress with all the kind of. I've definitely seen this back person. <laughs> I've definitely seen them. But apparently, a fisherman, a man was fishing off the quay, and he saw a woman's hand reach out of the water, and the hand was bloody and scarred. Have you heard that? No. No. Have you ever come across any um, bloody and scarred hands whilst out fishing, David? And then, no. Uh, no. I would. I, do, I used to do more sea kayaking than I do, and I I would quite like to find a body in the sea at some point. Because <laughs> okay. I, th- I think uh, you always, 
you always read about, you know, so-and-so was washed up here and someone who's been missing for months has been found on this beach or under this pier. Mm-hmm. And I think it would be fascinating to see in a morbid kind of way, but also to help find someone. Yeah. And, um, you know, that that's quite good. But, yeah, but I'd probably never be able to forget it. Yeah, And you'll totally. poke them with your, your stick, whatever you use to kayak around with. <laughs> My kayak stick. Kayak stick. Um, have you ever seen a dead body, David? Or is this going to be too traumatic a question to ask you on the... Uh, not a dead human body. No. no. I've seen... When I was when I was young, one of, one of my friend's dads was a police forensic photographer. Okay. And I remember him showing us some photos. There was a, a, a small plane that had crashed and the man was... The pilot was climbing out of the aircraft, but he'd got totally burnt. He was just this black, mummified shape. Uh, and the only other photograph I remember was the back of someone's head who'd been hit. Um, someone had taken a seven iron and just uh, like taken a chunk of his skull out with his God. golf club. Yeah. But they were black and white photos. Yeah. Not that that's how old I am. That's just yeah. what they were like. So did you just bring them to school then and say, do you want to see some pictures of some dead, dead bodies? No, his, his, dad, his dad showed us. There's a group of us. I, I, there was a whole pile of photos, but I can't, they're the only two I remember. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. No, I haven't seen a dead body yet. I Probably don't locked up if you do that. I've seen, yeah, dead animal bodies yeah, and things. Everywhere. Obviously. Yeah. Just driving along. Every, any I road. Nearly, I was jumping along. I was fishing on the dart on this beautiful little stream in the middle of the moor. And I was jumping along across these boulders in the middle of the river. And there was, you know, and they're about two, three foot, kind of nice kind of rounded boulders. And I was about to jump on the next one, and I realised it was a dead, bloated sheep. It was fur at all. Come on! And if I jumped on that, uh, it would have just exploded. <laughs> I don't think I'd ever got the smell off me. Was that one of those things where, like, you're realising your body had already committed to it? Like when, when you're sitting down, yeah. and you realise there's no toilet seat. Down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you've already like committed to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah I, I pulled away at the last minute on that one. So all good. Well, let's get back to this, right? Forget that one. Portsmouth Hoy. That's a great pub. Yes. That's um, when I first moved down to Dorset, I had my job interview and we went there for lunch and then we walked out and totally forgot to pay. And then I bumped into the people that had interviewed me uh, while getting a hand on the shoulder saying, you haven't paid. Uh, but that's And that pub's lovely. It's got lots and lots of model boats in it, really intricate scale models of... Um, Lots of war boats, historical and, and up-to-date boats. And you uh, say that the, the chef makes them? Is that what yeah. 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 Someone told me that the chef makes them. And I, I thought they'd be really good. And, and I was looking forward to drawing a lot of them. Um, but we sat outside in the sun. But instead. also, when I went in there, every table was reserved, but it was empty. Not the, not the yeah. The big table at the back wasn't reserved. Oh, right. Was well, it a case we weren't allowed to take children in there? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But I, I didn't, so I don't think we stayed there very long or I wasn't aware. I think I went in there to use the toilet and that was about it. But what mm. is something about ghostly galleons? Yeah, so this is, the pub itself isn't haunted, but I thought it was a good place to talk about the galleons. Mm. Um, and this goes back to the, I want to say the 1700s, uh, but I might be wrong, where old Harry Pay, mm. one of Paul's famous kind of pirateers, mm-hmm. um, would go out and... Uh, antagonize the Spanish, Spanish. fleet yeah. and, and the French as well, apparently. Um, 
and and he caused a lot of hassle and he he take their treasure uh, and their cargoes. Um, and the, the Spanish got a bit miffed with this, so they thought they'd come over and they heard he hung out in Paul. Mm. Um, so they came over and they kind of ransacked Paul and they burnt things down and mm. they killed his brother. But old Harry had fled. Yeah. Um, so the, the Spanish gave Paul a real kind of tearing up. And then when old Harry Pay heard of this, uh, he was a bit angry that his brother had been killed. So he went off with 17 ships and he managed to, um, on the French coast, he managed to capture 100 ships, French and Spanish, and bring back all the stuff. And it's said that the people of Poole were drunk for a month <laughs> on all the stuff he brought back. They're still drunk um, now. Yeah, yeah. And it's said that if Poole is ever in trouble again, then the ghostly galleons of Harry Pay and his men turn up Fantastic. and help protect the town. So is that what, who, what old old Harry Rocks is named after? What? Yes. The, oh. Yeah, there's what there's. I think there's conflicting stories. One is that it's about old Harry the devil, but it's more likely okay. to be about old Harry Pay and where he kind of he'd lure kind of boats in and out through there and be able to lose people and oh, okay. turn them up on the rocks. I never knew that. Is that. One of the chalk stacks is called old Harry and the other one is called old Harry's wife. Okay, cool. So we should say that, um, whereabouts are old Harry rocks? Where would you say that is? What area? Studland. Studland. So there's, it's almost like... Um, Pool Bay. Yeah, kind of where it cut the the headland sort of peters off and has left a couple of... Sort of Sort of almost like towers of rocks, aren't they? And yeah, white chalk. It, they used to. It's, it's kind of in between Paul and Swanage, but um, so the kind of peninsula that goes out there, and then you've got those two needles. I think mm. there's there's a couple more needles and, a, and an archway and stuff. But historically, many 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 years ago, prehistorically, they were joined to the needles. Oh, okay. So it's the same. It's the same band of chalk, and it, it would have all joined up. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it, when we were talking about old old Harry, because I think we saw someone dressed up as a pirate who was advertising the fact that they, they because they do like a regular pirate kind of event down there, don't they? Um, they do. Uh, why there's Jack, the, well, there's this chap that dresses up as Jack Sparrow and he just tries to snog all the girls and he's full of STDs, I imagine. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's just, I I think that's that's where COVID came from. That particular, <laughs> I, 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 Jack Sparrow think, Yeah, but he... Everywhere I go, I see that man, and he's always wearing the same outfit. I, yeah. I think he just lives it. <laughs> he's, just, he's, uh, and I think you're just jealous that he, he gets more funny than you do. He, he, he just, he, yeah, he just kind of gropes and harasses <laughs> women all the time. Just like and, the actual yeah. Johnny Depp, it would, it would seem. <laughs> um, I don't know if we can, if we can say that. I don't think we can say that. But <laughs> the fact I didn't realise um, that. The Spanish came and ransacked Paul Key. It's, 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 I'm from I Paul originally. You, I remember you having a hard time with this. Yeah, but well, I'm I'm from Paul originally. I left Paul when I was 19, went off, and then I came back to Dorset eventually. But just the idea that the town which I lived in at, that at some point in history, you could have been down the quay, and then you'd, you'd say, "Well, what's that coming into the quay?" Well, I Shit. don't think you'd have, you'd have been if you were down the quay. You'd have been working, wouldn't you? Yeah, and, but the fact you, you wouldn't up. be sitting there having a beer. No. But the, but still, it's like your home, and you feel like it's secure. You know, nothing ever happens in Paul. And then suddenly you look up, and there's a load of fucking Spanish boats, and they just come in and, and tear the place apart. It's insane. It's insane that that's only uh, a couple of hundred years ago that that kind of stuff happened. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. It's just it's just mental. But how do you know they're Spanish boats when they come in a distance, and they're used to kind of 
You can hear the you can hear the castanets. Oh my god! <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any more racist comments? That's not racist. <laughs> it's um, it's a um cliche. It's a stereotype. Mm. Mm. Right, one more pub to go. I feel like we're reliving this in. in... Yeah, that's good. Yeah, well, I, so I haven't got the headache yet. I got my glasses. So we, yeah. So again, we we sat outside, so we just moved down a few tables because on Paul Key you've got a row of pubs really, and then a row of There's many, twenty many pubs kind of tables in that area, which is oh. again mental. But it can... that sounds like a challenge. Doesn't mm. it? Um, so yes, we went to the Lord Nelson, which is the pub right at the end of the strip. They have a lot of um, live music. Um, it's not one I've been to many times. It stinks. <laughs> it really smells bad. Um, what can I say? What? What? Uh... So this one is. Um, there's a ghost that apparently has been heard with footsteps up and down the stairs, mm. and yet no one's been around. And they think it's either the landlord of the pub mm. or the artist Augustus John. Yeah, Bard think it's an artist. So this yeah. the artist. So he, he was Welsh. He became a member of the RA, the Royal Academy in 1921, mm-hmm. and he lived in Poole. And he painted a very famous painting of Lawrence of Arabia. Oh, okay. The one, the one in the, if you saw it, you didn't, you'd recognise it. It's in all the books. And it's the one in the, in the um, he's quite young, but he's wearing the headdress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he painted that. He's quite, quite That's famous. That's recent then. This is probably one of yeah. the most recent. Um, one of the most recent ones, yeah, yeah. But I don't really remember much at that time of night. I remember uh, Sean had bought a, bought a sailor's hat yeah. from hat. a gift captain's hat from a gift shop, and we filled it with lots of different types of crisps. So it was a big hat of crisps. Yeah. There were hula hoops and golden wonders and skips, maybe. Yeah. And you were and... drawing penises on people with UV pens. So that's oh, yes, we had look... a UV pen, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then, so they would light up when you sort of wave, wave the UV um, light over them. Um, but you thought it was hilarious for the ones on their back. You was doing it with real pen. <laughs> I wasn't. I was telling other people someone else to do that. Yeah. yeah. Just like... Well, that was good. Like Charles Manson. Yeah. And that's when we looked uh, to see what time train we needed to get home and found that they'd all been cancelled. Yeah. So we had to get my wife and, to bring my reliable children. Reliable Southwest train. Yeah. My wife brought my children in their pyjamas over and um, we all had to get in the back of the car. <laughs> yeah. And that was the end good. of Sketch Crawl. That was the end of Sketch Crawl. It wasn't, it wasn't one renowned for um, artistic merit. Yeah. But, but it was, it was someone heard some ghostly people. children. So I wasn't did. aware of until we did this podcast. So... Oh, you're not? No. Oh. Maybe um, I, was, I was talking bollocks to someone else at the time. And... You were outside there giggling like a small boy. Yeah. So, ghost pubs. Have you ever been scared in a pub? <laughs> <laughs> Many times. Yeah. Normally when I walk in and everyone stares at me. Yeah. And you're not welcome Drags here, arms in, um, in the bear regis. That's the most scared I've ever been in a pub. Oh. Yeah. I can't. I uh, went. No pubs in a bit pub in Wales. We were very not welcome. And then there was. I've been to one on Portland. Yeah. That was yeah. Yeah, I have. So we went to one in Wales a couple of weeks ago, and it looked really terrible from the outside. Mm-hmm. And everyone was lovely when we got in there. I went to a. Yeah. I went to lots a, of flies. Uh, I went to a club in Wales once, where they 
you got the beer, like um, they were counter beer with the plastic hoops on them, were handed yeah. through a slit in the wall, <laughs> and there were classy, and there were big um, metal bins on the dance floor for you to throw your tins into. Um, yeah, and I got propositioned by some right slappers in there. But, um, it was uh, a. <laughs> so we went back. It was a really, a really fun night, but it was like the roughest place I've ever been. It was like being yeah. in Mad Max or something. <laughs> but it was, I was like, it's somewhere near Swansea. But that, yeah, that was a fun night. But it was, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, but I've never been scared of a ghost in a pub. No, no. So our, one of our local pubs here, they had some Ghostbusters in, mm. um, and I've watched their YouTube videos of the kind of seance thing they had and then they had a a ticket only live event from uh midnight till 4 a.m mm. uh, and i decided not to go because why would i pay to go to a pub when the bar's closed yeah um and i don't i think they heard a few things which could easily be explained by someone in the room next door mm-hmm. um but i need to uh question people further on that okay well maybe we'll yeah. do our own vigil one night um but yeah that was that was the the ghosts of I had, I had a nice alliterative thing, what was it? Ghosts of a haunted pubs of pool. I said, yeah. So that was oh, the right. haunted pubs of pool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. And um, you're going to make a video, aren't you? I'm going to try and make the, a video of this. Some I, of the drawings, and I think some of maybe people could send their sketches in as well from, yes. that were done on Sketch Crawl. Yes. Well, we've got them all on a WhatsApp group. Yeah. So you we will. Yeah, if you go to YouTube, I will um, put some of these stories which um, we described here alongside some of the drawings we did on the day. Yay! Cool. Um, we we know where we're going next because we've already been there. <laughs> yeah, that's not where we're going next. That's where where we've been to, my lover. Yeah, but the next where we, the where next podcast will be about the where we've been, where we've been already. Yeah, um, so. and again, those poltergeists are playing with me on the way back from that one because my van engine had problems on the way back. Yeah, so we've got to. They're trying to interfere with my travel. They're trying to stop us uncovering every time. Yeah, something is trying to yeah. stop us uncovering the darkness of Darset. But totally. next time, join us for the Pirate's Graveyard of Portland. But until then... Get you with your alliteration. Thank you very, uh, thank you very <laughs> much for joining us. Um, until then, um, happy day. It's not natural. Bye-bye. <laughs> you waving, Ross? Yeah. You waving to me? Yeah, bye-bye. Dude. Or all our listeners? Yeah. <laughs> I'm waving to myself in the mirror behind you, which is quite weird. <laughs> If you knows of any weirdness you'd like to share with Dave and Ross, you can tell them by email at darkdarsen at gmail.com or talk to them on Twitter at darkdarsen. Well, until next time, stay discombobulated. Stay discombobulated.